Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. Catching David doing a, a sniffy of the Bible over there. What did, what did it smell like? Stuff. The smell of a Bible <laughs> is a, it's a good thing. Like a, yeah. it, it's one of the things I love about. I wonder uh, what Spurgeon's Bible smelled like. I don't know. I, leather I have a suspicion. Leather. Leather. Maybe uh, maybe smoke. Maybe cigar smoke. A hint of tobacco. A hint yeah. of that. With his leather. There yeah. is something nice about like I understand phone apps and things like that, but there's something about just just having a real. That makes right. you feel like a man. Yeah. Makes you feel like a man of God. It's good. Yeah. yeah there we go. <laughs> well, this said that. does not. No. Makes you feel like makes a girly feel like man. Sissy. <laughs> I forgot about the girly man. <laughs> yeah. Hans and Franz. It is handy on your phone. I mean, it's nice to have. You've always got a way to read the word, which is sure. fantastic. But sure. but there's something about just right. Just the look and feel of a, the a real smell Bible. of the pages. The smell too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's why yeah. you just got to stick your nose into the middle of that thing. And I've never big, done that. Take a big whip. <laughs> Try it, Chad. It's not too late. Give it a shot. I'm not going to do it on camera. I'll Come do it on, on camera. man. <laughs> do you guys uh, do you write in your Bibles? We've all talked about this. On here? Probably. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Do well, you? <laughs> I used to. And then one day I thought, this is God's word. Not Just get your pen out. You know, put your pen down. Yeah. Is that, was that really your thought? Partly. Like and and it just, it, it, it just made God. it all, it just kind of cluttered it up, made it look kind of, I don't know, graffitied out or whatever. I just didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. You're like, these are the Lord's chips. Yeah. I'm putting my salt on <laughs> Exactly. So I, I have my own notes about the Bible, tons of them uh, that I've typed out and written out and have them, you know, but... I don't like to write in my Bible. Yeah. I like a clean Bible, too. Yeah. I don't know. Just for what it's worth. Hey, good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning. It's like they just caught us mid-conversation. Right. Yes. Yeah, well, welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Any, anything going on in your guys' lives? Yeah, I'm going to be plowing here pretty soon. How yeah. about you, Chad? Same thing. How about you, Brent? Yeah. Yeah. My driveway's not near as uh, formidable as either of no, yours. No, yours is nice. Think, so. I wish yeah. I had your driveway. I used to have the long, yeah. you know, the long no, winding road. And I you don't did. anymore, which, yeah. and gravel too. This is all concrete and yeah. pretty easy. Yep. No, it's setting yeah. in right now. It's coming down and it looks like about four days of it. So. Yep. Through Sunday, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, my daughter Jordan is home. Uh, she just finished her ah. last rotation and she came home to visit. So I got to spend some time with her, which is cool. And then next week we're actually going to her official graduation in Arizona. So I won't be here next week, but right. uh, you guys will have somebody filling in, I'm sure. And it'll or work out just fine. Well, maybe not. Yeah, that's true. We may not we'll see. come in. I get to go to Flagstaff, Arizona, and it looks like the Grand Canyon. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. Sweet. And you've never been to the Grand Canyon? No. Nice. Never. Or Flagstaff. Flagstaff's much like this. Higher elevation. Yeah, I've heard that. But much like this. And there's a chance of Sedona, too, but it, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We're only there for a few days. But yeah, if you're going to be there, you, you got to yeah. go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half away, I guess. Yeah, you got to go see yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth the drive. Yeah. Go see it. So that'll be cool. Especially if it's got a dusting of snow on it. That is pretty amazing. So you've been to the Grand Canyon before? Several times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool place. You haven't been there, Chad? No. Oh, well, dang, bro. You got a you got a daughter down there. You guys both got daughters down there. 
Well, not anymore. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> She's going to live in Texas now. So Yeah, that sucks. Arizona's over with after the graduation. And yeah. now Austin, Texas will be the, the homestead for the next couple of years. And is, isn't that where our friend Comp is? Yeah. Is it in Austin? Hill, yeah. Hill Country, I believe Texas. So. There you go. Yes. Shout out to Chris if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, we have zero listeners at the moment, so <laughs> so Chris is not listening. <laughs> Our faithful listener trying to fix a refrigerator and he may down at the other location. Yeah. Zero listeners. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just gets right. better and better. Let's right? just shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Let's go. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anything else going on in life? Oh, I got a I got a new grandson. I can announce that officially now. That was uh, it's, yeah. It's I was face- wondering if you could announce. Well, it's that's Facebook official. Once it, it's on so. Facebook, it's good. So I am a grandparent for a sixth time. Yeah, sweet. Uh, little Samuel was born uh, last week um, to my daughter Mackenzie and her husband Jake, and fantastic. Just everything worked out really well. Really yeah. happy for him. Awesome. Big blessing. So. Cool for awesome. you guys. Yeah. Number six. We're getting pretty old. I know. That's crazy, dude. It's kind of yeah. cool. Grandkids are. Uh, Pretty soon you'll have great grandkids. Oh golly, let's not go there. Oh, boy, <laughs> not, not, my oldest grandson, my oldest grandchild is ten. So, so well, not not far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's closer than you think. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Wow, exactly. Yeah, so so we've all had Newton. You know, six for you, two for you, yeah. one for me. We're all kind of yeah new grandkids this year. Yeah, Pretty yeah, cool. no, they're they're a blessing, man. Yeah, that's been a highlight of my life lately. Has just been having grandkids. I find myself needing a grandkid fix now. Yeah. So, like, if I haven't seen them in like two days, I'm jonesing. <laughs> I got to go get me some. Yeah, so. you sound like my wife. Yeah, so I'll call up. I mean, not that I'm like, not, but my wife definitely. I'll call up Wendy and be like, "Can, can I come up?" <laughs> so we like, "Yes, Dad." Right. Yeah. We did this breakfast with Santa thing with Hudson, and really, it was more for Jill than it was for Hudson. He's six months old. He's, he doesn't know Santa. He's not going to remember anything. But it was it was totally for Jill's benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, anything else we need to cover before we get into it? Jump oh. in. Not allowed right. to make announcements. So. Nope. Yep. No more announcements. So. All right. We still have zero listeners, but we're going to proceed anyway. Mm. So today we're going to talk about um, why the incarnation matters. The what? <clears throat> the incarnation. So, What's so that? my first question is, <laughs> what do we mean when we refer to the incarnation? It's uh, it's the idea of uh, Jesus coming in the flesh. Are you flipping over there? Just, well, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. actually taken from what John chapter one verse fourteen. It's actually yeah. where we get it. Anyway, yeah, go. Ahead. You're no. I don't. Well, notice your Bible is highlighted there. No, it's pages. not. Uh, so all the pink, this is called a pink letter Bible, Chad, and it's not because I'm a sissy man. Well, it's, I was going to go It's because that was the only highlighter I had, and it wasn't a red letter Bible. All right. So I went through the Gospel of John one time. Yeah. And I pink highlighted every word of <laughs> Jesus. Right. I, I guess we'll allow that. So that one's not highlighted. All right. Because Jesus didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, the, the John the, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us is yep. the, the idea of the incarnation. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so big big word, incarnation, but it just means that, that God is with us. He dwelt yeah. among us. Why, why is that significant? Just there's, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of reasons why that's significant. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how, how many can we list? As, as many as we need to. <laughs> just the fact that he would come to where we're at as one of us is extremely significant. Like that 
you know, he would, uh, well, I know this is probably a whole controversial thing, that, but there was a lot of things that he had in his natural state and habitat and glory that he was willing to walk away from to become flesh, right. become one of us. And so uh, to me, that's one of the most, uh, one, of, one of the first <clears throat> significant points of significance is, is that he, he walked away from some stuff willingly, right. which is just mind-blowing to me. To uh, to walk into much less stuff. Yeah, the other <laughs> half of that thought is that you know to, that it, to be near us. Yeah, to, to, and yeah. and why yeah. would he want to be near to us? Yeah, Emmanuel, right? Yeah, yeah, God with us. Yeah, but I, when you think about who we are, what we're like, how we've treated him, um, that he would leave his his heavenly glory and habitation to be to condescend to to the likes of us is yeah. pretty mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Like Philippians chapter two talks about that he didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. Right. As he humbly stepped into human mm-hmm. flesh. I mean, that's yeah. that boggles the mind. Yeah. Is it is it Philippians two where we have the kenosis? Kenosis. Yeah. Emptied that, himself of all that love. Emptied himself, and so <laughs> yeah. and of course that's debatable and can be controversial what exactly that is. But it, the bottom line is that there was some stuff that he. Uh, like if you even think of an article of clothing, like took off and set down, you know what I mean? But how yeah. far that goes is, is the debate. <clears throat> but the fact yeah. is that he left something fantastic to come to something not so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he came to something <clears throat> knowing how it was going to end. Yes. Right. And then that's, that's a significant yeah. point that, you know, Jesus didn't condescend, you know, thinking it was going to go one way and it went another way. Yeah. Right, he he knew that you know had the cross in view when when that happened. So that's the other point of significance, maybe, is is that he uh, was willing to clothe himself in something that brings pain, and um, something that's imperfect. He's perfect. Yep. He remained perfect, but he clothed himself in something imperfect, and in in that experienced the fullness of the imperfections right. and the struggles and the and the troubles that come with that thing. So right. that's an amazing. That's an amazing thing to consider. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. And, you know, if we you know, continue to look at John, you know, the Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Like, we see this picture that, like, Jesus is, he's God. Yep. Right? He's God, and, and, and then that God became flesh and dwelt among us. So, you know, God himself condescended um, to dwell among us and to live among us. Mm-hmm. And no, it, Chad, he tabernacled. He, I, I actually went there on Sunday. Did you? I did. Did you say that? I did. Dang, I did. It was part, part of my Sunday. Did Sunday. anyone know what you were saying? Well, I, I hope so. Did you explain I, yourself? I did. Okay. Good. I ho- hopefully I explained it well. <laughs> good. I, I guess if not, you can drop a question in the chat. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, he, he tabernacled among us, yeah. and that's significant. What, why is it significant that, um, that Jesus came as a baby? Like, there, like he could have come any way that he wanted, in any form, at any mm. time that he wanted. Mm. Uh, why is it significant that he came... As a baby and, and grew up and just kind of went through the human process. Hmm. Why didn't he just show up as a man ready to handle business? I don't know if I'm equipped to answer that. <laughs> I don't know if I am I'm either. Sure there's a, a good answer, question. But uh, I think you touched on part of it is the idea that, um, you know, the entire human experience is something he can relate to. Yeah. We have that in common with him. So, you know, there's there's no point at which you can say you don't know what it's like to be us. Yeah. Uh, he knows exactly what it's like to be us all from beginning to end. And, uh, and and even the fact that he he chose to come in such a humble way 
blows my mind. Cause if I was in the, you know, if I was in that position, yeah. I'm coming, you know, like Adonis, you know, right. Brad Pitt, whatever, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look, <laughs> I'm going to look awesome. I'm going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be impressive, all that kind of stuff. And, and he comes just in the weakest form yeah. possible. It, yeah. it is helpless. The most helpless form. It is humble. Yeah. yeah. It is, uh, there's even a rely, like you have to rely on the people around you, even yeah. though he's God, like he's, he's, right. You need he's to be going fed. through the full thing. You need to be changed. You need to be clothed. But I guess my yeah. biggest answer would be he's fully human. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Right. And in order to be fully human, humans don't morph into existence. Right. Humans come into existence on earth through a certain ordained means, which is in the womb. <laughs> and through birth. Um, and so, again, it's just another expression of like, no, he, he was fully human. He did, yep. all, he did all this the way that we all do this, right? Yeah. And, he's, and he's gone through it all. So, yep. yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of that, why, like, why does the virgin birth matter? Mm. Right? We, I, I saw a quote the other day, and I can't remember. It wasn't a name that I was familiar with, so I, don't, I, you know, I can't remember who said it. But say, basically, like Christians believe in a virgin birth. Atheists believe in a virgin earth. Oh, I saw pick, that, too. Pick your miracle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting yeah, good. You know, thought. I've seen that. Um, you know, why, why does the virgin birth matter? Well, because his dad's not an earthly one. So, so he's right. the fully human is from the mom's side. <laughs> and, and the mom, of course, is the one who brings him forth, you know. Uh, she can conceive. Um, a man cannot. Um, but the other side of the fully human is that he was fully God. And so uh, when you have those two natures mm-hmm. coexisting, then you need the two sources in which right. they coexist from. There's also the aspect of the the, the sin nature that's passed down to us from Adam. Um was not passed down mm-hmm. to him, so so uh, because he was immaculately conceived by the by the Holy Spirit, you know that that changes, um, not you know the spiritual DNA basically, yeah. if you will. Um, so he comes into the world sinless, not like us. That you know, so that's yeah. a significant part too. Right, you, you lose the holiness of Christ if you don't have the virgin birth. Right, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I think people think so. So, so the the big word is is hypostatic union, mm-hmm. right? the big theological. Term. I use that on but, Sunday. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I think a lot of times we, you know, people tend to think that like maybe maybe Jesus was was half God and half man, right? As we think about these two natures, but but that's not you true. Mean, you mean fitty fitty, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't right. fitty fitty. wasn't was fitty fitty. No, he was hundred hundred hundo 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 hundo. We call it. <laughs> wow, you guys are awesome. I don't know, you guys are cool. I don't, I don't do thugs. I'm so I'm well, so lucky so. to be your friends. <laughs> <laughs> he was fully God and fully man. Talk about that for a second. <laughs> What, what, is, what does that mean? I don't know that, how that to. He's ta- fully I, don't, I don't know how to talk about not that. Half and half. It's it's one of those things like the Trinity, in my opinion, right? Where uh, you, you you have to believe it. Like it re- it requires a faith because you can't philosophize. Sure. Like you can't. There's a underst- mystery there. You can't understand it. It's a mystery. So we can kind of conceptualize <laughs> it, but we can't fully understand it. Like grasp it. Mm-hmm. So it's like somebody says they gave 110. percent It's not a thing, but <laughs> that, that's why. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, when you think of 100% of this and 100% of that, that's not, it's not a thing. You right. can't, you can't be that. Yeah. But he was. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, it'll twist your mind up trying to think yeah. about it, but um, he was both, had two natures. So uh, somebody said sometime that it was, it was not um, subtraction, it was addition. So he, mm-hmm. he already, he had the one nature of God yeah. and then he added the second nature of being yeah. a human. Well, and that's where the kenosis gets weird. It's because yeah. some people will make the subtraction happen there. 
whatever happens in Philippians chapter 2, whatever right. that means that he emptied himself, they'll say, oh, here was a subtraction. But that's not necessarily what it's saying. In no, the, I, yeah. I think, I think, and you even see glimpses of that, you know, um, as far as he, knowing things, being able to do things that were still yep. within the characteristics of God. But he also played the I don't know thing card. Right. Again, yeah. No one knows so but the Father. Whatever limitations yeah. he placed or he had were placed on him by himself. Yes, not, yes. Not, uh, Willingly. Willfully. Yes. Yes. Yep. So I don't understand how that works, and I don't know that we ever you know, fully will. But, sure. but we do know 100% God, 100% man, yep. however that works. Fully, fully. Yeah. That's the hypostatic union. Yep. Yeah. So, so what what does it mean to us that that Jesus is God? In that sense, the nature of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, again, this this goes to the, the idea that He's the only one who can um, be the perfect representative between us and man. I talk about this on Sunday yeah. with with the priesthood um, because He He's able to draw near to God because He's holy <laughs> and He is God, and because of His humanity, He's able to draw near to us, uh, relate to us, relate to God. I mean, both mm-hmm. of those things are true. Um, but it even goes further than that as far as the, the, the acceptable sacrifice yeah. um, in order to pay for the sins of, you know, the elect. Uh, you know, he has to, it has to be a worthy sacrifice, and there is no more worthy sacrifice right. than, than being God. Yeah. So if he hadn't been God, I'd say the sacrifice wouldn't have, wouldn't have cut the mustard. Sure. So. Well, it wouldn't have been accomplished. Like, like only God yeah. could accomplish a perfect sinless life. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um what was I going to say? I don't know what I was going to say. It's a <laughs> Trinitarian thing, though, right? Like we, God the Son. Like yeah. God yeah. is three in one. <laughs> those those three are, are the one God. So we have God the Son coming. Yeah. You know, He was, and He never ceased to be that the second person of the Trinity. Right. So, and the other thing yeah. He never ceases, which is amazing. You're probably going to maybe get to this, but He never ceases to be human now, right? Because He took that nature on. I mean, He's always been God eternally. Always will be God eternally. But at some point, he took on flesh, mm-hmm. and that remains. That I mean, it's yeah. just, it's crazy to think that 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 carries on through eternity. He just, is just like we do bodily. Yeah. So even though it was glorified, it was that flesh, yeah, right, glorified. Yep, that he disappeared in, into the clouds. With um, Revelation chapter four, we have the picture of, or is it five? The picture of the Lamb who was slain, right? So this is, seems to be the state and the condition that like John is seeing him walk across the throne room to grab the book out of the hand of the one who sits on the throne. He, it's, it's a lamb in a yeah. slain state. Yeah. And it's kind, of, it's kind of a weird thing to, to consider. But yeah. yeah. Well, and then you have the idea that he'll always be relatable to us mm-hmm. in that way because God is incomprehensible. Right. He's spirit. You know, how do you... But we actually get to see God face to face right at some point we get to experience yeah. a relatable God that that we can comprehend to some degree yeah. um, and and we wouldn't without the incarnation which right. again and this is, is the part of the question is yeah. why is it significant that he was fully human and it's for yeah. that reason exactly yeah that makes him one a worthy substitute so his his God nature makes him a worthy sacrifice his human nature makes him a worthy substitute but yeah but again it, he'll always he'll always have that in common with us mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah mm-hmm. You ever think about what what it is that we're saved from, right? Like throughout that term, like somebody is saved <laughs> every right? day. Like saved saved from what? And I think our tendency is to think that we're saved from our sin. Well, which we are, and we are, right? We are, but it's from Him. But it's bigger. <laughs> we're we're saved from more than like we're saved from yeah. you know God's wrath. We're we're saved. God saves us from God by Him, from, from him, him, for Him. Right. Ooh. It, yeah. Dang, that's a shirt. 
<laughs> I used it in a sermon once and was proud of myself. And uh, yeah, and, I, and it's yeah. probably not mine. I probably heard it somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, uh, like like sin is why we need to be saved yeah. from Him. It's because there's 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 a righteous like we owe Him something because yeah. of that, right? So it's not wrong to say sin, but like let's go ahead and just say the biggest thing, right? <laughs> right? That we all don't want to maybe believe. Maybe it feels uncomfortable to people sure. to actually say, oh, we're a- we actually need to be saved from God. Actually, yeah. it's funny cause because it- by him and for him, no problem. Exactly. From him. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what? Exactly. Wait a second. Hold yeah. the phone there, buddy. Because it implies wrathfulness. It, yeah. It yeah. implies a, a judgment a against thing. us thought, or something bad from loving, him. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, but it's the truth. Like, we need to be saved from him. Yeah. Like, well, and the cool thing is when you fully understand that and accept it, it makes all the other stuff that much more glorious. Yeah. You know, God is just and, and, and sin needs to be paid for. And he's not going to just forget about that. He's not just going to be a ter- turn a blind eye or wink at it. He has to deal with that appropriately. Right. And he, he's done that through his son, but it had to be dealt with. But when you understand the wrath of God, what we're saved from, it magnifies the love of God, the yep. grace of God. All those other things become more meaningful because you know what the opposite. Yeah, it adds yeah. another layer to why yeah. the incarnation matters. Yeah, you know, God, God didn't condescend to save us from this kind of outside, you know, thing that was outside of Him. Like He loved us enough to save us from Him. Yeah, yeah, right. That yeah, that's that's where where it starts. You start plumbing the depths of just the the craziness. Yeah, like the the um, how how intricate this whole thing is and how deep and wide this whole thing is. Right, is like we need to be saved from Him because He has the right and actually the the duty in his right to actually dispense wrath yeah. upon us and yet he decided to empty himself and do something that that put him out quote unquote yeah um because he'd rather not <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like okay you know it just it's just it's kind of mind-boggling yeah. well, and then the, just you know the fact that he would drink that cup yeah um that w- that should have been that you know we should have had to drink that cup of of, of the wrath of god and, and jesus drank that cup for us um, God, yes, drink yeah. the cup of God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And yeah. when you think about that that time in the garden when he said, you know, it's possible to let this cup pass from me. It's like, what was in that cup? Yeah. It, and it, throughout the scriptures, you'll see that common theme of the wrath of God. Yeah. yeah. And and he's, you know, if there's any way that this doesn't have to happen, let me know now. And it's yep. like, no, that's the way. Yeah. So again, that's the incarnation that he would that he would willingly do that. Again, they didn't. Nobody stuck him on the cross. He went to the cross. Yep. And um, knowing what he was doing and what he was going to go through because of the love he had for us, which again, that just yep. should cause us to be, you know, grateful in worship. Yeah. So, so we're already touching upon this, but the next question on my list is, is why did God have to come to us? And so obviously we have this problem of sin, but, but why, why is sin a problem? Like, why did that need to be remedied? Why, why are we subject to the wrath of God? I think it's in John three thirty six, if I remember right, that that says. Um, well, let me just read it. So, so I don't butcher it. Let me find it. You want me to read it? You have it. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains. Yep. On him remains. Remains. So, so, so we are under the wrath of God due to. Because of sin in us, right. yes, existing in us, right, yes. So we need the sin to no longer exist in us, right, right. And yeah, so, I think it's clear that yeah. sin, sin is something that separates us from God. Yes, and and we're not born neutral. I think people like to think that we are, but but we were born with a sin nature, um, and then and then of course we choose to sin as well. So uh, you know, at that point, we're cut off, 
and, and unless something happens to change that, we remain cut off. So that's mm-hmm. that's our natural state is, you know, we're, we're at odds with God and, and rightly so because he's holy and we're unholy. Right. And, and there's a chasm there that has to be breached or crossed or yeah. we're in trouble. Right. So. <clears throat> and so, so something had to happen. Intervention had to happen yep. in order for us to be made well, right. With well, God. it had to happen because, yeah, because no one that, no human that previously existed was able to to lick the sin problem, to, <laughs> to live sinlessly, right? Yeah. And so that herein <clears throat> lies the, the complete need, necessity of the incarnation. Which right. when we think about Christianity or, you know, all other religions is this idea that you, you build a ladder, you build a bridge um, through your good works, through the things you do and avoid yep. and all One that rung stuff. at a time. One rung at a time. You're, you're trying to get, you know, the Tower of Babel. You know, you're trying to work your way to heaven. Yep. And, and in Christianity, we have God saying, well, that's not going to work, so coming I'll, down I'll, the ladder. I'll come down the yep. ladder to you, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll become that bridge, <clears throat> which is amazing again, you know, it's just, and it's all grace, it's all free, yep. free goodness of God yeah. um, for sinners, which doesn't make any sense. Yep. It's not based on what we do, it's based on what he does. Right. So. <clears throat> this might be a silly analogy, but have you seen the movie Centennial Man with Robin Williams? I know what I think it it's is like from the now. '90s, maybe. I don't know. It's not not a new movie necessarily, but well, Bicentennial um, Man. Uh, no, 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 the Centennial Man. Not it might, have, it might have been a robot or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, '90s. No, no, just kidding. Early 2000s. I don't know. It's it's just it's not new. But anyway, you know, he's he's this uh, android, you know, uh, uh, character. I kind of remember like the movie poster in my yeah. head now. Robot. Yeah, guy. Say that. yeah he's a robot no. and he's kind of a lifelike. Kind of as time goes on, he becomes more lifelike, and, he, and he's with this family, you know, just you know through decades and decades because you know he doesn't die, and, and members of this family keep passing on, and he ends up, you know curing disease and doing these things like his whole thing through the movie is like he sees a problem you know medical problem he's like that won't do and then he goes and he fixes this medical problem and then something oh, that won't do and then he goes and fixes it and <clears throat> i've always looked at that as, as silly as that is mm. just you know a picture of jesus saying that that won't do mm. that won't do and we've got to solve this problem and you know therefore you know the word became flesh and dwelt among us mm-hmm. presenting a solution to the problem of sin mm-hmm. Is there a distinction between why God had to come to us and why God wanted to come to us? Yes. We've, all, we, we, we've already talked Jed. about, you know, yes. willingly that Jesus did what he did willingly. Yes. He, he didn't begrudgingly, you know, all right, I'll go do this thing. <laughs> right. Right. He willingly did it because he loves us. Yeah. And that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no, there was no other way, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have to do it. And, and and I still honestly don't know why he would have, when I just think of myself, who I am, what I'm like, um, why he would, why he would do this, why he would go to such a, um, you know, an extreme, whatever you want to call it, you know, that, that cost and, and what he would do for me, doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. I agree. When yeah. I think of how Brent is, yeah. why, why he would Agreed. do it. But. Serious. <laughs> I don't even have a problem with that. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah. <laughs> amen. There's a, um, there's a side to it, too, that was even, uh, it, it, was, it was always a matter of glory, I think, within the Godhead. I mean, this is a, a glorious thing, even though it was a challenging thing. Um, I, I decided to go with Psalm chapter 2 is going to be my king mm-hmm. sermon this Sunday and that's what I'm going to, but he says, uh, he's kind of pulling back the curtain and letting us know kind of how the conversation went down. Uh, God is, 
And it says here in verse 7 of chapter 2, The Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession, and you shall break them uh, into a rod of iron, dash them into pieces of light. So there's this, whole, there's this whole kingship, this whole eternal glory side of him being begotten, like <laughs> being someone who's, yeah. who comes in the flesh and ends up walking in and accomplishing everything that he did in the flesh. There's a great glory on the backside of it. That was that that was a, appealing all the way around. I mean, that's a stupid word, you know, because we're talking about God. But like, you can kind of hear it in the language that this is something that was a privilege almost. Yeah. Well, and and it, again, you can't understand why he would do this for us, but but you can understand why he would do it for himself. <clears throat> sure. Um, for, because God doesn't, you know, he, he does. He deserves to be glorified. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be mag- magnified. Mm-hmm. And the fact that every one of us is a trophy of His grace, you know, um, he's he's built a trophy shelf. And again, there's the Trinity of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit who get to enjoy this thing that they've done for their own glory that we didn't deserve. Yep. Um, and it's something that we will, it'll be magnified throughout eternity. Yeah. You know? So yeah. there is that reason for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think Piper talks about there was a, years ago, a, maybe a short five minute or so video from the Gospel Coalition that circulated around social media and Piper asked, asking the question, what is the gospel? And, and he there's five things, and I don't remember what all the five things were, but it's like, okay, the gospel is a message that we declare. The gospel was an event that happened in history. Kind of goes down this list, and in the end, um, you know, basically says the gospel, it's not about you and me as sinners who are saved. It's about God saving sinners. It's about what God did, not what happened to us. Right. And oftentimes we get that focus wrong that, you know, we tend to think, okay, God saved me, and which he did, right? But but the bigger picture of right. the story is that God is glorified in the saving right. of sinners. But, and yet it's kind of semantics, right? Like right. that the glory is in that we even know, that we right. even <laughs> acknowledge like what we were, what we deserve, and what we no longer have coming our way because of what God did. Like it's all wrapped, it's all wrapped right. up in right. it's it. All it all comes back to him yeah. at the end of the day, being the one glorified over us right. being saved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We we don't get a whole lot of credit that, that no credit saved for, sinners. No credit for us. Right. No, God gets the credit exactly. for that because yeah. he's the one that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was thinking of the first uh, chapter in Ephesians. You know, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. Yeah. This idea that, you know, we do think, I do tend to think, why, Lord? And, and it's like, you know what? It pleased me to do this. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Made, it made me happy. Yeah, he did it all for him. Yeah, so yeah. Again, it does it. And it's it like, wow, how narcissistic, again. right? You know? yeah. <laughs> well, no, how how glorious. It's not though, because I think for a man to, to to do something like that for his own praise and glory would be narcissistic and gross. Good, but this well, is for the, a sinful man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But, for God, but not for a whole, sinless yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah. and again, and the, the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, doing this to, to glorify each other and yeah. and, and the, the you know the unity that they have and yeah. all of that is a whole different thing. Yeah. And he does you know as he's the Creator, he deserves all praise, all glory. And the Bible tells us that for the joy that was set before him in Hebrews 12, that he yeah. endured the cross. And I don't you know, we're skipping ahead to Easter, Easter message here, but, but, you know, Jesus was born so that, totally. you know, he could yeah. endure the shame and the scorn of the cross. Yeah. And that, and that's really what the Psalm two was that I read. Like, it, yeah. like that, like that kingdoms would come, that, that people would be adopted and, and praise and, you know, to his praise and, and yeah. to his worship eternally um, out of what came out of the cross, yeah. after the cross. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and so it's all part so of the, the deal. The simplicity of of the God Man dwelling among us and, and showing up, arriving as, as a baby, <laughs> arriving in humility. You know, baby in a barn, no less. Um, arriving in humility and living the life, you know, the, the same life that we live, having a mom and a dad, and you know, falling and scraping his knee and needing to be fed and needing to be helped and needing to be cared for and needing to be nurtured. Wait, diapers changed? Yes, probably. Probably. I don't know what they did back then, but... But they had to do some really cleaning. something. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Swaddling clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Swaddle, swaddle? To swaddle is where you kind of wrap you said them up. swaddling clothes. Well, swaddling clothes. They, were, okay. they, they have the blanket. Okay. They wrap, okay. wrap them up gotcha. like a little burrito, you know, when you, yes. when you swaddle a baby. Yes. It yeah. makes them feel a little... You womb them again. But you have these clothes, that yes. these cloths is what I was picturing. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm talking Wrapped about. Wrapped up like a burrito in a blanket. You know, the yeah. burrito wrap, we call it. <laughs> Burrito, yeah. Jesus. I don't want to say it, but all I could think was, never mind, that movie. We had Hudson over the other night. And great. Thanks, Brent, for that imagery. That was Sorry. super helpful. Sorry. Now we have a new title for today's. All right, we'll, yep. we'll change it in post-production. <laughs> no, Hudson was over, over the other night, and Grace had this, this sleep dress with him. I was like, what the heck? You're going to sleep like my grandson is not wearing a sleep dress. Huh. But evidently, it helps him sleep at night. I don't, know. I don't know. All I can think of is con carne, <laughs> carne saw the burrito now because in con carne, incarnation. Yeah, carne burrito. is flesh, and and now so you guys are totally. We're, we're getting a little it's bit getting bad. Yeah. It's getting risky. Right we're now. getting off track. <laughs> so, uh, so last couple of questions. So, so what? So, so given all this, like this is we've established why in many ways the incarnation matters, and I mean we could probably talk longer than what we have. I mean, there's just so many reasons and, and so much depth to plumb. Um, so we probably just scratched the surface, but, but given all that we've talked about, what, what hope does Christmas offer to humanity? Like we, we live in a, in an age where, you know, Christmas is, is very secularized and, um, you know, all the commercialization that goes along with it, but, but at the, with the incarnation at the heart of Christmas, what, what hope does that offer humanity? Well, we talked about this last week. I mean, with this, this, like there, there is, uh, the incarnation is gospel, but like like gospel is not something that's small. It's something right. that's big. Like Jesus didn't come to be born as a baby. Like he 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 was born to die. Yep. <laughs> like you you can't separate the incarnation from the cross, right. from the resurrection, from the ascension. Right. All these things together are the gospel. It was the first necessary step and reality of the gospel being real and necessary. So um, it, it is. It is. Uh, that, that's where all the significance lies. It's not that we have this cute little baby in a manger. It's what that baby was born to do, is why we have something to celebrate. So, and I think I think Christians get that. Yeah. But no, I hope they get it. I think we get sidetracked even in that. We get sidetracked in, you know, we make these little sacred cows and these little these little these images, these things that give us a good feeling about Christmas and, and, and maybe sometimes, uh, we, we don't take it farther to, right. you know, we just kind of, you know, rejoice in, in the image and it's like, nah, let's like, let's remember why there's a baby in this manger. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, and I don't, you, I'm sure you have some thoughts to bring up with that. You know, the, the last question that that leads into is how can we celebrate Christmas with the incarnation in view? Um, and I want to, so, I want to answer the last question. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just thinking about just the, the, the value P- people are looking for, um, uh, an identity and a value and, and there really is no greater value that you can have to know that, that God loved 
you so much that he sent his son. And so, you know, as you think about the incarnation and just trying to find that, you know, who loves me and why am I here and, and looking for purpose, because so many people seem to be just missing that and don't get it. Right. The incarnation just screams uh, uh, that God loves you and, and that you're valuable, you're precious to me because I was willing to send my son, God himself in the flesh for you. There's no greater value. And so when I, you, you know, that's, I wish more people got that yeah. because you just see people looking for love in all the wrong places, so to speak. And it's like, this is, this is where it really is. Your yeah. creator loves you yeah. and, and wants a relationship with you and has done everything to, to, to have that. It's another God yeah. for us reality. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like the crosses, like Christ yeah. for us, God for us. And, and we can sit around and think, you know, why doesn't God show himself? Why hasn't he done yeah. anything? How do I know that he loves me? Yeah. The incarnation is another one of those places where we know he does because mm-hmm. he, al- he already did this thing. It's, it's an act of God for you. Yeah. Like the incarnation wouldn't have happened if it wasn't. Right. So, yeah. 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 And I guess kind of where my head was when you know, in asking that question about, you know, what hope does Christmas offer us? You know, this is a time of year where, you know, sometimes it's not a great time of year for people. Right. You know, because of, you know, they're estranged from family or, you know, just whatever things have happened in their life. The holidays can be kind of depressing. Yeah. Um, and and there, there's hope, you know, for, um, you know, those who are looking to God uh, during this this time of year. They don't have to be depressing, even if, you know, some crummy things have happened in your life. And, and even if relationships have been broken or strained or whatever, um, you know, there's hope to be found in the fact that, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among yeah. us. I mean, it's God literally saying loudly, I love you. Yeah. You're valuable to me. You matter to me. Well, and it's him All coming close. Like, that's the weird thing. Like yeah. you said, like a lot of people, they've lost loved ones. They, they don't have anyone around. A lot of it's just a lonely, lonely time, yeah. which yeah. feeds the depression and the meaninglessness yeah. of everything. Right. But God has come close. Yeah, Emmanuel. Like, Emmanuel. Yeah. 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 God is with you. Yeah. 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 Well, it gets me through my list of questions. I didn't little, know what the last little, question was. I bypassed it, but did we yeah. already answer it? How can we celebrate Christmas with the incarnation in view? So, so maybe for you know Christians, so people who are, are Vigor- buying, vigorously, buying into, <laughs> we could we can make a burrito, <laughs> Brent, vigorously, a burrito. Yeah. joyfully. Yeah, I would just think you know. I mean, again, there's again we talked about this, and that's one of the reasons we're doing the Advent series. But there's so many things you can focus on this time of year and get caught up in. You know, get caught up in this. Yeah. Just spend some time meditating on what God has done for you through Christ. Remember, and, remember, yeah. and, remember. And focus yeah. on that. You know, don't this shouldn't be a one time a year thing. It should be an everyday thing right. for us. But um often it, you know, takes something like Christmas to just jar your memory again and remind you of this. But um this is this is huge. Yeah. So don't ever take it for granted. Don't ever don't don't ever let it grow old or, you know, me meh. I mean <laughs> the incarnation <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> this is big. It's like headline news every day. It should top, you know, top stopping our news stories today. Right. <laughs> Jesus came in the flesh. <laughs> like, well, even for people for whom this isn't a crummy time of year, j- just the hustle and bustle and the busyness of yeah. this time of year, you know, we can get caught up in that. Uh, well, and we set know. our expectations for all these things so high. Like we, you know, we want we want it to be so special and so meaningful. And it's like you're not going to find greater meaning than this. So let yeah. let let this be kind of the foundation of it all. And of course, you know, enjoy time with family, enjoy the food, enjoy the, right. uh, these are all good yeah. things. Yeah, but, take part in tradition. Give a is, gift, receive is, a gift. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. but don't forget what the highlight is and find the meaning of it in this, not in all the other stuff. Yeah, So. yeah, absolutely. Well, any other final thoughts? No, right. sir. <laughs> no, sir. All right, well, what do you guys want to pray? Sure. Thank you, Lord, for um, being born, for coming close, for coming near to us, God. Uh, that we may know you, uh, know your presence, um, 
just know the glories, uh, the, f- the fullness of, um, of your holiness, uh, the way that you lived, the things that you said, uh, the promises you made. Um, all that stuff was manifest uh, when you came to this earth clearly to us, undeniably. And so we just, we just thank you for all of that, God, and I pray that our, our heads and our hearts, our thoughts, uh, our deeds and actions, relationships would be f- uh, filled this season uh, with thinking on these things and, and speaking about these things in your name. Amen. 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 Well, we will see everybody next week. Oh, we're still... All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) There was that long. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.